women are better than men. We bring a different value. There's going to be 150,000 people, less than 3% were going to be women. It was this whoosh moment, like, wow. Like, it was just this empowering feeling. I know what it feels like. You pushed yourself forward and look at you today. The next thing you knew, my king-size bedroom at the Four Seasons was packed with women. For women, I actually say, demand what you deserve and then double it. <laughs> the number one motivational speaker under 40 in the world. Got one billion views. another episode here on the law of attraction podcast i am so excited to be with this amazing guest today before i tell you who i am visiting the beautiful house of here in beverly hills i am with this sensation you will have heard of her you will have seen her speak you may have already had your life changed by her and she is somebody who i've looked up to for many years somebody who i'm so honored to call my bonus mama she's the ceo of female cushion she's the creator of the equality lounge and they host these incredible lounges all over major events like south by southwest so many of the top events that you hear your favorite speakers at they have lounges at and thousands and thousands of people flood through them and go and listen to top speakers advice wisdom knowledge takeaways things and you're going to hear more about that today she's also the chief troublemaker <laughs> i love it renowned thought leader on the business of equality she's a pioneer of online research a wife a mom of three and friend to women all over the world so if you are a female today or maybe you're the husband of a wonderful woman who might enjoy this i can tell you now this is one to get your cup of tea come and get yourself comfortable and come and listen welcome the shelly zales but one very important thing you forgot wait which is I also have a little grandbaby. Oh my gosh! And he's four months old. His name is Oliver Ed, named after my father. So gorgeous. He's the cutest little thing. I know, he's amazing. Every time I see pictures, it just makes my heart melt. Is it amazing being a grandmommy? You You're too young to be a grandmommy. Hey, thank you very much. <laughs> Best club to be in ever, ever, ever. Really? Cutest little thing ever. Oh, I love it. This is so nice. And okay, look, there's so many things I want to talk about. You help women all over the world. You have inspired people people to feel that they can have their own voice. You give women a platform to be heard, loved, seen, and supported. How did that begin for you? How did you end up knowing that was your calling? Well, I mean, first of all, it's because women have earned the voice and the right to be seen and visible, because I don't understand why and why we are in this position, to be perfectly clear. And, you know, I always say it's because the workplace was you know, created by men over a hundred years ago and for men. And that's probably the problem. Women came into the workplace later. And this is why we are in the situation that we're in. But I think it's because I was the, the only and the lonely my entire career. And so at this point, it's my time to give back with generosity, what I wish I had rising the ranks. And that is really true. I was the only female CEO top 25 in market research. And I know what it feels like. And it really is remarkable that in today's day and age, we still are not paid the same as men. We still don't have the same seat at the table. 
We don't have the visibility. We're not in leadership positions. We don't have the same representation on the boards. Like everything mm -hmm. is less. So mm -hmm. like, why? Mm -hmm. What is the problem? And so about seven years ago, I decided that I wanted to take on the boys club. And I wanted to go to a tech conference called CES, the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. And I thought, you know, there's going to be 150,000 people, less than 3% were going to be women. And I didn't want to be by myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be an only and lonely, mm -hmm. at, you know, at these conferences. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, what do you do? Don't go. Or do you do what I did, which was call a few girlfriends. So I called a few girlfriends and I said, let's walk the floor together. And four girlfriends said, great. And I said, and if you know other women, if you know other women, invite them. 24 hours later, 50 women walked the floor. Oh and two remarkable things happened. Mm -hmm. One, every single guy's head turned. Like, where the heck did all you women come from? And it's when I coined the phrase, power the pack. A woman alone is power. Collectively, we have impact. It was this whoosh moment. Like, wow. Like, it was just this empowering feeling power the pack it was that is just the most amazing quote we're gonna have to put that on you need to put that as like the next book uh, yeah it was it, it was it was just this power the pack moment and the second was i was surrounded by women just like me wow you know imposter syndrome work-life balance you know how do you do it all yes and yet more business was done in that moment we had power the purse we were powerful women in the business world, all doing deals with one another. And the next thing you knew, my king-size bedroom at the Four Seasons was packed with women doing business, showing each other technology. I'll take that. I'll take three of those. I'll take six of those. And then the next day, we were 100 women. And by day three, we had the penthouse suite at the Four Seasons. And that is how the Girls' Lounge was born. The opposite, a boy is girl. The opposite of club is lounge. If there's a boys club, now there's a girls lounge. And at the time, a lot of women said, but we're not girls, we're women. Yeah. And I said, well, first of all, a ladies lounge is a bathroom. A women's lounge sounds boring. But second of all, have you ever heard of a man object to being a boy in the boys club? Why are we creating our own double standards? Yeah. And then boom, next thing you knew, you know, 300 women turned into 50,000 women, women supporting women. And it became, you know, we went from a moment to a movement. And today, you know, we host, we were hosting pre-pandemic 70 lounges a year at every major conference in the world from CES for, you know, women in tech to Can Lions to women in media to then I got invited to the World Economic Forum. And when we got invited to the World Economic Forum, that was a remarkable moment. Wow. And my invitation was as follows. We want you to come, but you might not feel welcome. That was the invitation. And once again, your head says, who wants to go somewhere where you're not welcome? Your heart says, you got to do it for the girls. And so, of course, I said, I'll be there. And once again, I called my girlfriend, the COO of Bloomberg. I said, Jackie, you've got to go with me to Davos. Wow. I don't want to go alone. And wow. of course, she said, I'll be there. And I took this hole in the wall spot hung our shingle, it said the girls' lounge. At the time, it was the girls' lounge. And we showed up. And I hung a chandelier. I made it very feminine to say, we are coming. And I called it the place for the 18%. Because less than 18% of members of Congress at the World Economic Forum were women. Oh, my gosh. And I have to say that today, 
Six years later, we are the destination for equality at the World Economic Forum. We have a two-story building that's a glass house. At the beginning, I spent $250,000 to have a little space, and today we spend $2.5 million. Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan, showed up, and from that day on, it was truly the landmark of what equality is all about. And not only did we change the gender at the World Economic Forum, but we changed the color. And that was that. And a few years later, after women started supporting women in the Girls' Lounge, I slowly took the name Girl out and I put equality. And now it is the Equality Lounge. Men and women all gather, power of collaboration, working together to have the conversations, the hard conversations around diversity, equity, inclusion in the workplace. And that is where we are today. Whoa, what a blowaway story. It was an opener. My gosh, that is something else. You are pioneering the way. I mean, I've, I've heard so many of your incredible stories, but this, there's nothing like it. This should be almost in the world, you know, the Guinness Book of Records. Ah. It's so <laughs> incredible. So every day for you actually is International Women's Day. I know we just had it, but every day for you is International Women's Day, which I only just realized was, it was only 1906 or 09 when a group of women boldly marched through New York City, demanding better pay, less hours in their working day, and equality with men, I, you know, and voting rights. It was only in 1906. I'm hoping I've got that right. Well, I mean, today, actually, today's March 15th. Today is Equal Pay Day. No way. So Are today is actually, a, oh, that is amazing. Who knew today is Equal Pay Day? And it is, you know, pretty remarkable that we are still talking about equal pay for equal work, where women are still making 80 cents on the dollar, black women, 64 cents on the dollar, Latinas, 53 cents on the dollar. We are still talking about equal pay for equal work. Why? I know. Why? I mean, we are as talented, if not more talented. And it's, it's not that women are better than men. We bring a different value mm-hmm. to the table. Mm-hmm. And we need both. Gender equality is not a female issue. It's a social and economic issue. And this is what we need to start working on in the workplace. And when you look at the biggest problem, and I call it really the messy middle, we're losing our best, our best talent truly in middle management. That is where we're losing our best talent. Right. And we're losing them to caregiving for the most part. That is where we're losing our best talent. And yet our greatest leaders are caregivers. Our greatest leaders are caregivers. And that is where we're losing our greatest talent. And if we would just start creating the, the changes that we need to see or thinking about how do we create a workplace for women, then we would create a workplace for everyone we would solve our problem. Today, we talk about the great resignation. We are losing so many women. And with the pandemic, more and more, we lost over 2 million women just since the spring. If we would start thinking about the great retention, how do we keep Mm -hmm. our best talent? Mm -hmm. What are the solutions for change? And if we listen to what women need and want and create the solutions for change, we could actually reverse the trend. Wow. That's our goal. That is our goal. 
this is such a big movement. You said earlier, it was a moment to a movement that really stuck with me. What you have begun many years ago is probably going to pioneer the way for so many more women to come after this. And if you could imagine now that you would see the world in five years from now, just five years from now, not even 10, let even imagine 10, how would it look to you? Hmm. Well, you know, someone said something the other day and it was just such a great question. They said, if we had equality at work, who would be taking care of our children? Think about that. It was, it was such a great question. And so true. And, you know, tonight we're going to dinner at my girlfriend Eve Rodsky's house. And she has a, a book called Fair Play. And it talks about sharing the responsibility at home leads to equality in the workplace, wow. which is so true. And she talks a lot about invisible work. It's the invisible work. You know, primary caregivers, and I won't say women, because if men are the primary caregiver, they'll have the same challenge. But caregiving is still predominantly women. Women. Mm -hmm. So by default, we'll say women. But, you know, it's that invisible work that doesn't get recognized. Yeah. And that is where that extra responsibility yeah. comes into play. Yeah. And it's why we are having the challenges in the workplace. I mean, there are several challenges. Yeah. But... That is a big issue that women are, you know, dealing with. Yeah. And that's where mental health comes in. It's where all the, you know, the work-life balance, it leads to the stress, that leads to the anxiety, that leads, leads to women leaving, that leads to women not getting to the top, to yeah. the leadership positions, that, that creates a snowball effect in, in so many ways. Oh, it does. So therefore, what will the world look like if that, part is now there is that equality where does it go how does it we stop having the conversation and we start you know we close the door of inequity we open the new one of equality and we move forward with positivity you know and we we leave a whole next generation with a new set of challenges someone listening today they're listening and they're like this is amazing i am just so ready to go out there and, and start serving this mission and helping. What can someone do today? What is a takeaway that they can start to practice today? Well, I mean, first of all, this whole next generation is starting their own new companies, so many new companies. So start a new company with equality in your DNA. So, I mean, write the equality playbook. So when you start your new company, start your new company with equality in your DNA. Wow. And it is not complicated. Retrofitting an old system, actually, I don't think it's complicated either. It's all called choice. You know what really bugs me, Natasha? This drives me nuts. When everyone says, oh, it's unconscious bias. And I'm like, well, if you use the word unconscious, you're conscious. So once you're conscious, you have a choice. Do you want to close the gap or not? So when we talk about equal pay, well, every CEO today has the numbers sitting in front of them. You're the CEO. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. You're the CEO. Here's your numbers. You see the numbers of your men. Mm -hmm. You see the numbers of your women. Mm -hmm. You know if you're paying them equally. Mm -hmm. So you're not 
unconscious about it. Mm. You're conscious. I'm showing you your numbers. So why is there still unequal pay? You as the CEO have a choice. Do you want to fix it or not? It, it's not not doable. Yeah. It's just going to cost you money. Yes. And it's going to be a headache and a pain in the neck. Yes. Because if you make the choice to equal the pay going forward, right, you could make the decision, okay, today's the day. I'm going to close the book of inequity. I'm going to open the new one, but I'm only going to do it for new employees moving forward. When I hire new people, I'm going to ensure that. Already that's a fault because they need to have done it going back. Right. So then all your employees are going to say, well, what about me? What about me? What about me? So you got a problem. Just wanted to jump in here quickly and say, I am so excited to announce that my new book, Be It Until You Become It, is out in August and you can get your hands on a pre-order copy right now. It'll be delivered to you when the book is released, but right now you can pre-order that book and I just want to give you something as well as getting the book as a gift from me to you. I am giving away a bonus Be It Until You Become It program with video content worth $500 right here as a gift for you for free for downloading and buying that new book today. When you get a copy of that book, just make sure you go back and put the receipt into the Be It Until You Become It book.com website where you'll be able to receive your free gift. And there is so much more epic content coming up for you until the book is released. Be it till you become it, as you can hear in the title, is about becoming the version of you that you want to become before you become them. It's about the neuroscience behind the law of attraction, the ancient wisdom behind the law of attraction, and everything that goes in to you becoming that best version of you. It's my 12-step manual, the guide that I have done to become a best-selling author from being broke and homeless to living in my dream homes. I was a single mom only three years ago. This is the bulletproof method that I have used to get to where I am now. You see, life is a movie. You get to choose your character and write your script. So who do you want to be? I hope you enjoy the book as much as I enjoyed writing it. The link is below. Or, you know, what about all the companies you then acquire? It's a a snowball effect. So it's easier for people to not do it. Oh, dear. Right? So it's not complicated. It's called choice. Ouch. It's going to pinch a little bit, (laughs) right? But you've got leaders like Mark Benioff, the CEO of Salesforce, that made a conscious decision to close his pay gap. And he did. It cost him some money. But he made the conscious decision. Boom, bam, bim, bim, done. That, he's made that decision. Yeah. Now, he still has leaky pipelines, you know, and he's got to work on his diversity issues and all that. But one at a time, you know, he's taking it on. So it's up to leaders to make conscious decisions. And that's what I say to this entire generation that you ask me, be bold, be brave, be conscious, and go. Wow. Bold, brave, conscious, and go. That is so empowering. If anybody takes that one line, that one phrase today, you could create an entire empire built in the right way. You could go and help charities in the right way. You could go into a business as a female and demand what you deserve. And ask for more. Don't just demand what you deserve. Because, you know, we all 
who knows what we deserve? Mm. You know, we, we, we don't, as women, we don't think we deserve that much. Mm. So for women, I actually say, demand what you deserve and then double it. <laughs> because I can guarantee you <laughs> that men are definitely doubling and tripling it. Absolutely. So demand what you deserve and then for sure and add so. zeros. <laughs> And you'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have an experience in your life that has led you to this? Does something happen maybe in your childhood, maybe in your later years, maybe something that happened to you that was vulnerable, that was you, and then this was born out of it? Because there's so many people who listen, and I just find the same questions come up for anybody. And they're like, I've been through something horrendous. How am I going to come out of it? I'm going through a really bad time. How do I come out of it? And I'm like, listen to these inspirational people who have been through stories and you have an amazing story. Listen, you know, I think I, I live in truth and I share the good, bad and the ugly. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I talk about everything. I talk about taboo topics. I talk about <laughs> my failures um, because I think that, you know, if you don't fail, you don't succeed. Um, I talk about, you know, I've been a, a first in many things, so I've pioneered a lot of firsts. Yeah. And I always say if, um, you know, especially when you're the first, you usually make all the mistakes and you don't win. You know, the first one always is, you know, the pioneer, but you don't have the money, yeah. you don't have the ecosystem, you make the mistakes. So I always say you have to be the first, the second, and the third. The first is the pioneer that, you know, makes the mistakes. The second is the copycat. The second comes along, they copy what you do, but they don't know what's under the hood. The third is the sweeper. They ride in on the shiny, you know, white horse and they, you know, now the ecosystem's built, they get all the cash, they get all the money and they win. So I've always said I need to be the first, the second and the third because no one is going to beat me at my own game. Wow. And, you know, as wow. a woman in business, you know, I have had plenty of men that tried to take credit for what I've done. And I always want to say to the, the reporters... Have you not checked your facts? You know, if I started a company in 2000 and I hired those two guys in 2002 mm -hmm. and they basically years later claimed that they pioneered online research. Do you not look up? Yeah. You the know, time the, the company they worked for because they started after I did because I hired them, <laughs> you know, so it's just one of those things. Right. So. You know, vulnerability, I am vulnerable. You know, I'm a mother of three children. So I was a working mom, you know, rising the ranks as, as a CEO. Wow. And, and you managed to find that work and home balance perfectly? Well, the only way I did was because I left the corporate world to start my own company to make my own rules, which is how uh, I became chief troublemaker. Of course. The rules of the workplace didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I had to leave the corporate world to be my own boss so because working for someone yeah. else, I would never have been able to no. be a mom, you know, um, a wife, uh, uh, someone that, you know, community leader, no. have girlfriends, have time for myself, you know, all the things that we talk about, Yeah, I would never have succeeded. No. So I had to leave the workforce, the, you know, the corporate world to start my own company. That was the only way I would have been successful. And 
I, you know, and it was because I needed to be the boss. And, and that was a conscious decision. Yeah. I said, I, I need to be the boss, write my own rules because I no longer want to be the exception to the rule. I want to become the new norm. And so I built a company and I built it around the uncorporate rules. I broke every rule that made no sense. I wrote the new ones. And that's what I talk a lot about. And that's how I was successful. I built a company around what worked for me. And I knew if I built a company that worked for me, it would work for everyone. Wow. Because I wanted a company that moms would succeed. And that's what I built. And then, of course, when you build a company that would be successful for moms, like my rules were to every one of my employees, don't miss moments that matter. I have a no regret policy. I never want to look back and say shoulda, woulda, coulda. Wow. And if it was going to be a moment that I was going to miss, I didn't miss it. So you went to it because it mattered. And like, why do people sneak out of the office to go to their kids' soccer game? I know. That's sad. Yeah, Like, that's I don't sad. get that. And who makes that? Is that really a rule? Like, I would say to people, do you really think that's in a handbook? Mm-hmm. You know, people have these employee handbooks. And people think they're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So they sneak out. Like, it's not in a handbook. Newsflash. It is not in a handbook. And I promise you, nobody will ever remember a meeting that you missed. But the people that are important in your life will always remember those moments that you were there for them. Always. And, you know, I used to stay at my office until midnight. We didn't have e-commerce and shopping online at the time. I I used a typewriter and, you know, I had a, we didn't have those things. We used to sit in these cubicles until midnight, doing nothing. Because why? The person in the cubicle next to me and the person in the cubicle next to me and the person in the cubicle would all be sitting there. And so nobody wanted to be, it was chicken. Nobody wanted to be the first to go. Why were we sitting there? We were stupid. It was just dumb. And I remember one day I was sitting there thinking, oh, well, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to leave early. And I thought, oh my God, I am breaking this cardinal rule. Something bad is going to happen, but I am just going to go because this is like ridiculous and I'm hungry and I left and nothing happened and next thing I knew other people started leaving early right so like I don't know where these you changed it's, the norm again but I, 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 where did it even come from I don't you're right. yeah. we sometimes think that where did this even that we, th- we think we have to follow it and be like sheep but actually it's not about that it's about standing up for what's right and guiding the way Or just, like, where did the first come from? Or here's a perfect example. I am friends with the former treasurer of the United States, Rosie Rios, Mm -hmm. a woman. Actually, if you have a a bill, any bill, her name is the one that's written on the bill. No Rosie Rios. She signs the bills, the former treasurer. Wow. I'm in her office in the treasury and I go and I'm walking the hallway and I see pictures of women lining the walls. I said, oh my God, Rosie, I can't believe that every treasurer of the United States is a woman, was a woman. I I was shocked. I bet. We talk about lack of women. Yeah, and then every single one. I said, how is this possible? She says, well, she said it was I don't remember which president it was, Woodrow Wilson. I don't know. It was one president that, or one secretary of treasury, 
made the decision to bring on a treasurer that was a woman. As soon as that person brought a woman, it started a cycle that from then on, every other um, treasurer was a woman. It just starts by starting. Wow. It takes someone to start a trend. And then all of a sudden, it becomes sticky. And that was that. So at some point, someone has to start. And then everyone follows. So someone has to lead. Wow. So who's the leader? You are. You've been the leader for all this time. You've been the person that guides the way. And you have to continue. I, Gina, I can see you as next president. Why can't we just go for that, please? But that's it. It will take having... Yeah. Uh, once we have a female president, it sets a precedent. Of course it does. It sets it the president. It just opens yeah. the door. Of course. And it changes everything. Okay. What's your superpower? What's your... Because you have many. But what to you is your superpower? Well, I think I'm not afraid to go. Yeah. You know? Because I know that if I don't, like... Someone has to, mm -hmm. you know, I was fortunate. I chased total solar eclipses and, um, you know, my father, you know, he may rest in peace. He passed a few years ago, but he taught us to be curious. And we, we once went, you know, to, we were in the Bahamas and he said to all of, I'm one of four girls. And he said, you know, girls, do you want to go on a glass bottom boat? And we all said, well, I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. I don't care. And he called us all pumpkins. So are you pumpkins? He said, what? He said, I, I never want you to not care. You could not want to go, but I don't want you not to care. Mm -hmm. You either do something or you don't. But I want, you know, you have to be curious and care about things. Mm -hmm. And it was such an important moment for me. And... You know, when we went to Africa to see a migration, when all the animals, the wildebeest are crossing, you know, are migrating to find water, the most miraculous moment is to be able to see a crossing when they actually cross the water. Wow. It's a miracle because you never know when they're actually going to cross because it's, it's quite dangerous mm -hmm. because, you know, the alligators are in there and you never know. And we were fortunate that uh, right before we were ready to leave, we, we, we witnessed a, a crossing. It was... No way. And it was amazing. But it takes that brave wildebeest to actually go. I always say it's, it must have been a woman. And <laughs> Probably. Someone has to start. They're usually the one that gets trampled, unfortunately. But once they go... Then they all go. They stampede. Mm -hmm. But someone has to go first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess I think my superpower is I'm not afraid to go first. It actually excites and delights me. It, it's exhilarating to try something new. And um, maybe that's what it is. That is an amazing superpower. That's something that I think people can learn from is going first because many people sit back, right? I sat back. I sat back and watched people when I was in my lowest part of my life. I watched people just fly past me and you just end up alone when you 
let people go past you or you end up not doing it and watching someone else get rich or watch someone else get successful or watch someone else pioneer something that you could have been a part of. But if you just take that step forwards and you say, no, today is my day. Today, I'm going to show up. And today, I'm going to go forwards. And today, I'm going to give it a go. Then let's go. There's nothing holding you back. You are the only person who holds you back. We have, I believe in our mind, limitation walls put around ourselves from ourselves. It's true. You know, and it's, it's my mother always told me it's like wearing a new pair of shoes, especially women with high heels. The first time you put them on, they pinch and they hurt. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. Yes. And you had that same moment. You know, you watched, you waited and realized it's pretty lonely doing yeah. that. And you watched the world go by. Yes. Until you had that inner voice that you finally shut up in your head. Mm -hmm. You finally said, you know what, Natasha, shut that voice up. I am going to own my destiny mm -hmm. and you have to own it internally. No one else can tell you. Mm -hmm. It has to come from within mm -hmm. first. And you took the plunge and you pushed yourself forward and look at you today. Now you are inspiring everyone else because you owned your destiny. And you decided you're not going to watch and wait. You're going to go. And once you decided to go, you went all in. There was no turn. You, you, you became unstoppable. You girl. were a part of that. I love you. You. I remember one year ago, you sat with me and said, and we were on the phone and FaceTime before I lived over in, you know, this beautiful side of the world. And you sat with me and you were like, you know, you, you need to be out there. You guided me and told me, what I needed to do. And you were such a massive part of that. Like, that's why I evolved and became. And so I always just have to say, you know, thank you for, for that. And you guide not only me, so many amazing women. And guys, if you want to hear more from this incredible human, who I'm so lucky to call my bonus mama, but if you guys want to have more from the beautiful Shelly Salas, you can find out more from, I'm going to put her handles below to her Instagram. Make sure you go to one of the equality lounges. There are so many incredible equality lounges all over the world. And Shelly hosts them so incredibly. Sometimes you get the most famous people in there, in fact, most of the time you do. So make sure you guys spend a little bit of time going through that. And if you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I have being with this beautiful soul who's spreading love and light and equality around the world, then share this with a friend because that is how we grow. And I'm so grateful to every one of you who rates and reviews it. Thank you so much. And I remembered one actually I wanted to shout out Anna123. I think it was her thing or I might have said it wrong. But anyway, you left a review and you said um, how much you enjoyed the podcast and your favorite ones have been the most recent episodes in the new style where we've done them in person. So here we are doing more in person. And thank you so much for shouting you out. And you know, I love shouting out all the reviews that come in. Uh, so thank you so much for watching today. And Shelly, thank you so much for coming. Let's have Anna come thank on you. with us. Yes. Anna, come on with us. Yeah. Hey, honey, you should actually come on. We need to find out where she's from. Anna, yeah. if you are hearing this right now, can you email the team and give us some more detail? Because we'd love to meet you. This would be, this would be amazing. And be thank fun. you for having me. Oh my God. Thank you for That's being awesome. here. Love you. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys. See you again next week. 
I hope you enjoyed today's show as much as I did. Thank you so much for listening in. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you for spending your time here today on the Law of Attraction podcast. And for those of you that write reviews from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you so much to every one of you because it's through your words that this show grows. It's through your time and sharing it with friends that this knowledge can go viral, that this wisdom that we share here on the show can reach hundreds of millions of more people all over the world who also are looking to improve their lives, to better their lives in some way. So thank you so much for that. I hope you enjoyed it and make sure that you hit subscribe if you're not yet a subscriber so that you are able to get all these shows delivered right to you twice a week every single week and we always have the coolest rock stars and guests on this show so no doubt you're going to enjoy the next one as much as you did this one thank you so much for tuning in my name is natasha graziano make sure you hit that link and get your free gift below where you can take away something and practice it today thanks again